0: This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights
1: on in our studio, including our take action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation,
0: print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you you and your business, be sure to check out remindermedia.com slash staypaid marketing. That's remindermedia.com/slash stay paid marketing. Take action on that today.
1: Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Steich. And I'm Luke Acree. And today we're going to go over, uh, you just like got, I think Ethan called it your Netflix special over
0: the weekend. Yeah. I'm going to the big leagues. I'm going to the big and leagues. And
1: if you've been following Luke on social media or Stay Paid on social media, it's a couple weeks ago by the time this comes out, but you just got back from this trip where you went to 8% Nation, okay. uh, which was Cody Askin's event. Uh, yep. He's been doing that uh every year a few times yeah since
0: 2018 he's done it yeah Yeah, every
1: year uh and so this year you were on the main stage and it was kind of funny because we spent time talking about like what are you going to say what's the message going to be you wanted to be very tactical obviously because there's a lot of inspiration going on there so you wanted to get Yeah, they had eric
0: thomas and i'm not going to beat him with inspiration (laughs) i'll tell you that
1: right and then i saw the clips and i saw like the pyrotechnics and everything going Mm -hmm. off i was like oh wow funny when they bring you
0: out (laughs) With, um, you know, hip hop music and they introduce you, right? And then they're like, give it up for it's like in the left. I get corner. nervous getting on a webinar and here yeah. you are jumping on this stage. And, and the I was just pyro thinking, is going off is and thing. you're walking out on the catwalk to the center of this. St- like they had this center stage. I, you guys can tell I lost my voice when I was there, obviously pitching. You know, we had a booth as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was um, I shared this in the insurance syndicate group. Uh, Andrew Sachs and I, who's our VP of corporate sales. And he goes to 40, 50 conferences a year. He knows everybody. He's out and about. And we were reminiscing on just like, wow, man, getting to this point, this high of speaking on the main stage, um, because this was my first time ever speaking on the main stage. Was the first one Disruptor, like in
1: 2018?
0: Was my first, first time ever speaking was Disruptor, but that was a panel. Yeah, that was a so panel. So I've been on main stages as a panelist, Yeah, but that's totally different than giving a keynote. And so I've been on a main stage because of panels. I have always spoken to like breakouts. Yeah. So like you might have 30 people in the room, maybe 50 if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, and this was the first time ever speaking on a main stage where, you know, you have people like Eric Thomas and stuff like that. Um, but it was interesting. I really took away like three, three things. I'm sure there's more that will come to my mind. But one Andrew and I talked about was this idea of the power of visual- visualization. Yeah. And we literally, I mean... Andrew's been with me for, I don't know if it's been 10 years yet or not, but it's been almost the last eight years we've visualized me speak speaking on stage, and really hardcore probably the last five years mm-hmm. of going to these conferences and just being like, man, you need to be up there on stage, and to see it come to fruition mm-hmm. is just crazy, and, yeah. and a couple of takeaways from that is, one is, think about that, eight years what are you visualizing for eight years? Most people don't even continue visualizing their goals from the the new year goals, Yeah, right? You know what I mean? We're halfway through (laughs) the year right now. We're we're more than halfway through the year. And it's like, are you visualizing your goals? Do you have it up on a vision board? Are you um, going back to it? Ed Milet says this, where you can never really achieve something that you haven't frequently visited in your mind. Mm -hmm. Because it's the power of manifestation. What you think about, you tend to act upon. What you act upon becomes your, your habits. What your habits do is they become your character your character defines your life Mm -hmm. and so you need to visualize where you want to be and most people they go through life not ever visualizing or or really putting down where they want to be and, and what they want it to look like and it's like you can't even define success most people go through life not even knowing what success looks like and my challenge to you would be man visualization is so powerful and to see something come to fruition you know five eight years later it's like wow And that really is the second thing I would say is that it shouldn't have taken eight years. It shouldn't have taken five years to get on a main stage. And the reason why I think it took so long is because of a limiting belief. Mm. And that limiting belief was really promoting myself at a level that... it. Would showcase to the people who are running these conferences that I deserve to be on this main stage mm-hmm. and you won't regret having me. And I say this often in sales you got to believe in your product enough to where you're willing to close people on it. And I go, wow, you had such a limiting belief that you didn't want to push so hard to get yourself on main stages, mainly probably because you were nervous that if you push and people don't really want you on and you actually get them to finally say yes, because you just pushed and pushed and pushed, you really have to deliver. Is right? It so a it's fear that e- extra of, pressure.
1: Is it a fear mm-hmm. or maybe fear is not the word, but is it, uh, is the challenge, the ego, like not wanting to come across yes egocentric or is it um, the fear of then having to deliver, like, can you actually deliver on what you're I promoting? Think, I promising? think it's both.
0: I think it's the fear. All of it is ego.
1: So I think a lot of people are are afraid of the the failure part, like not then being able to actually deliver yeah. on what they're. Promoting.
0: To say you're the best and deliver that you're the best is. Hard. Yeah. Right. Because you're putting yourself out there. Um, I think it's all ego. I think it's literally not believing in yourself enough, not having a goal that's big enough to make you go, you know what? I don't mind Mm -hmm. pushing and pushing and pushing this person to allow me uh, to be there. I shared when I was on the stage that your goal has to be bigger than your embarrassment, meaning like you have to be willing to embarrass yourself. I shared that your goals have to be like oxygen. If you stopped breathing right now, you would do anything. You wouldn't mind looking like a fool. You wouldn't mind running up to people and pushing them to help you actually breathe again. Why? Because it's everything to you. Your goal has to be the same way as your goal like oxygen where you would look silly. You would do whatever it takes to be able to accomplish that goal. And I just go, man, shouldn't have taken eight years. My goal wasn't big enough.
1: I read um, that the, it was actually really interesting that like a lot of people don't, and I'm in the same, position don't do something because they're afraid not necessarily the failure but the embarrassment from the failure like you said and the the point that they made was embarrassment is a feeling feelings go away the results and the outcomes though are permanent and so if you're not doing those things to get yourself there you'll never get those results you'll never get those outcomes all because you're afraid of a feeling that will fade
0: yeah i shared on stage i said you guys are afraid to pull out your phone to take a selfie and post it on social because you're like i don't like the way i look if it's a video. I don't like the way I sound. You know, the camera adds 10 pounds. And I said, I hate to break it to you. That is the way you look right. And that is the way you sound. And here's the liberating fact of it. Everyone all: Everyone already knows it. They see you 90%. Yeah. 90% of the people don't care because right. they're focused they're on the focused way on they look, yeah. the way they sound. And then the 10% as Lou Holt says it, that actually care. They're glad you have those problems. They glad you are fat that you are, <laughs> that you do sound nasally because it makes them feel better at themselves. And guess what? You don't want those clients anyways. Right. You want those people to leave anyways. You don't want them part of your tribe. They bring you down. Yeah, and then it really leads to like the second thing of mm-hmm. like being willing to take any gig. Yeah, even if it costs you money or it's free and you're not getting paid, you're not getting the recognition. Because I think about like if I wasn't willing to do all these breakouts, if I wasn't willing to go on the Ultimate Agent tour, mm-hmm. where I spoke in five cities in five days, and there was you know not a lot of people there. Let's just be honest. Um, and doing that and doing the 1% stage where there's 35 to maybe 50 at most people there, I would not have performed the way I did on the 8% stage because I literally had people who saw me at ultimate agent, who saw me at 1% come up to me at 8% and said, your growth from speaking at that ultimate agent to speaking on 8% is crazy. That wasn't that much time. Yeah, and, and so I just go, you got to be willing to put yourself out there For I, I was in a band for many, many years with my brothers, Mm -hmm. and you got to be willing to go play the coffee house show that has two people. Well, it's
1: uh, doing the podcast, right? You've done so many podcasts that you you never heard of. Let's be honest; probably don't get a ton of of listens or whatever. But what it did over time, especially early on, but what it did over time is it really helped you kind of craft your story, yes. Reminder Media story, like being able to tie those things together, because each time you do it you have an opportunity to reflect back and go, okay, what worked from England. that one? Which, what one could I, how can I shape this better to be more clear? And you take all of that experience. And then it, it was
0: interesting. I think at 1%, you completely winged. I winged it. Yeah. <laughs> you just went up. You didn't even know you but were speaking. I prepared for my breakout. I just didn't know I was speaking on the main stage, which is only 35, 50 people. But that I, talks yeah. to
1: the, the third point here, yeah. right? Which is to make sure that you're prepared when yeah. the opportunity comes.
0: Yeah, it's like you have to be like, you have to put in the work. Like if I had not known, if I had not done the podcast, done things like the insurance syndicate, done these breakouts, I would have never been able to get up there at 1% and actually deliver a good talk um, because I wouldn't have had, you know, you can't ever teach what you haven't developed, Mm -hmm. right? So you can't deliver what you haven't developed. And so I've developed this art of speaking and knowing my craft because I talk about it all the time, but 8% specifically, I recorded myself on video probably 20 times. Did you? Yeah, probably (coughs) 20 times going through on video because when I first uh, started building out the sales team and getting really good at sales, one of the things that helped me the most is I would record my pitch on video over and over and over and over and over again. No, 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 it's on my laptop at the time. Um, The same for this, I recorded myself on my laptop, recording it, recording it, and getting down because it's one thing to say something, it's another to listen back to it and see if it actually delivers. And so I recorded like 20 times to be prepared to take this moment, like when opportunities are given, will you seize the opportunity? Mm -hmm. And so you have to put in the work. You can't just wing it. You have to be prepared to seize the opportunity. And without sounding like I'm bragging, I feel like I did. I feel like I knocked that out of the park where I was able to seize the opportunity because I was prepared. I had put in the work. And because I put in the work, I was ready when I got up on stage yeah. and, it, and it worked. So,
1: I mean, a good application, obviously, this is if your aspiration is to speak on the main stage, it, this should give you some inspiration, yeah. some action I have to take away. But I think just in our daily work, right? Those daily opportunities when you have an opportunity to do something or someone asks you to do something, you know, this is something that I had to learn years ago through just some other personal development, which was my natural state was to say no to things. Mm-hmm. So if I was asked to do something or asked to speak or asked to whatever, put myself out of my comfort zone, I would naturally say no. And I developed a way just to say yes, you know, and kind of figure it out later. I think that's an uh, important lesson in business and in life, but then also taking these tips, visualization, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, taking the opportunities when given it and then always being prepared can lead to your next sales call, can lead to your next listing presentation, can lead to that next opportunity you have to work with a business or even post on social media, like just getting out there and putting yourself out on social media, practice, practice, practice. You'll eventually
0: you'll find that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You'll succeed. And I would tell you that you got to push yourself harder than you even think because... Um, you can take it. Yeah, there's so much more that you can take.
1: Yeah, so much more. 100%. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you like this episode and want to share your support, uh, jump on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review as well as a comment. And the best way to share your support is to simply share this episode, share the podcast with somebody. Uh, so you... <sighs> This is such a dumb transition. I don't
0: know how to transition to <laughs> this one. Josh, you're supposed <laughs> to be prepared. Now, I want to do this. a
1: poll on Instagram. Should we continue with the dad jokes? <laughs> I really feel like they're starting to get old, but here you go. Did you know that you can actually tell the sex of an ant by dropping it in water? Did you know that? No. Yeah. If it floats, they're a boy ant. Ooh. They're boy ants.
0: <laughs> That's a... <laughs> You can't let handy. that one float. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> yeah.
1: Good. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of me Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com at or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. Luke is available for any speaking opportunities that you have as well.
0: You can find him at Luke Acree on Instagram. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Steik. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. Practice the art of visualization. That's your action item from this podcast is you can rarely achieve what you haven't visited in your mind multiple times if you haven't defined what success looks like for you and it's an evolving thing then you need to do that. Remember, the difference between mediocre producers and top producers in every industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today.